Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. We are back from Phoenix. and Well, Matt, we're back from Phoenix, and the weather here is not nearly as nice as it was in Phoenix. Little different. Uh, amazing what a uh, four or five hour plane ride can get you geography wise and weather wise. <laughs> little different. And funny, I was I was telling the fam, they're like, oh, were you in the pool and all that? I'm like, no, but I, I remember you and I got in an Uber and our Uber driver was like, you guys must be from the north. huh?" I'm like, why? Yeah, here we are. He's like, you have shorts on. This is, you know, it's chilly. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> it was not chilly at all. No, yeah. no, not very so nice. much. Yeah, sure. very nice. Uh Got some uh, some good work done down there, and uh, well, we're back, and we'll get some good work done here. Absolutely, and... give me an extra one this week. Absolutely. So uh, I thought we'd dive in uh, while we we're in in route back to Pittsburgh yesterday. The Steelers were busy. Yeah, uh, they were while we were in the air. While we were in the air, now nothing has been officially announced as of yet, but uh, it looks like they've uh, come to terms with uh, safety Keanu Neal, a former Pro Bowl player. And then uh, Braden Fajoko, uh, defensive tackle uh, with the Chargers. And um, again, filling up the needs here, Matt. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. I mean, it's kind of, I don't want to say filler, but these are important roster spots that don't like move the needle and aren't, you know, huge moves, but they're nice bargains for guys. I think that you know what you're getting. They have an NFL track record. And I don't know, pick one. Let's talk about one or the other. Well, let's talk about Neil first because okay. he's obviously, I think, the name more people will recognize. Uh-huh. Uh, he's played box safety, played some linebacker. I looked up his stats last night. And uh, for example, when they played the Ravens last year, they being he played in Tampa Bay last year. Oh, okay. When Tampa Bay played the Ravens, he lined in the slot for 30 snaps in that game. Well, I wonder why. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so. Edmonds has done those things as well. You know, I mean, he he will align in the slot, particularly against tight ends, man or zone. I think Neil can do those things. Um, former first-round pick, big-bodied guy, been around the block, never really fulfilled the first-round promise, of course. Um, I, I don't know if you agree with this or not. So th- this is how I've been kind of summing him up, is I don't see him as a direct replacement for Edmonds, but... I think he's a massive upgrade over Marcus Allen, who played more linebacker than Edmonds. And those you know, lines are a little blurry. But I think he's somewhere in between. Like, if you can turn Allen into Neal, 
and a fourth round safety who turns into the Edmonds type or whomever, I think you're better at the position than you were. I think he's all part. Of, he's not the answer, but he's part of the equation. Yeah, good way. Um, you right. know, maybe maybe he only plays ten snaps a game, but they're ten important snaps. And I think it's very like you mentioned with the Ravens. Depends who you're playing. You know, like if it's a spread them out team, maybe you take Roberts off the field and Neal's next to Holcomb. Well, you got a lot faster and a lot more coverage. You know, abilities there. If you're playing the Ravens. Maybe he's banging Andrews at the line of scrimmage and then passing him off to Minka or KZ downfield or blitzing here and there. So it's just a different piece than what you've had. Yeah, you know, in Tampa last year as well, he played almost as much deep safety as he did in the box. I know. Because I they play that cover. They play more of that cover, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you want him as single high. No. You know, ever. Um, I don't want him playing man coverage against Keenan Allen in the slot, you know. No. But, you know, too high. He can do it. He's done it a lot in his career. But I think he's better closer to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, part of the equation. Uh, played some special teams last year for the Buccaneers as well. Has some familiarity with KZ as well because they were both in Dallas two years ago. Oh, I didn't so, put two and two together on that. Okay. Yeah, so they, uh, you know, they've they've worked together in the past. So I think the plan is... Perhaps, you know, playing KZ and Minka Fitzpatrick at the same time to mm-hmm. go to more of a, a true, doesn't matter which one's free. Uh, interchangeable. You know, they're interchangeable. Uh, but there are going to be times when you want a true strong as well. And, you know, that's what Keanu Neal can do for you. No, I 100% agree. And do, do you feel stronger that they will draft one now? Like, I, I think they're, uh, another safety will probably come in this draft class. And to be honest, even before this signing, I was starting to warm up to that third, fourth round neighborhood of safeties in this class. You know, that aren't superstars, but could come in and be cheap labor for four plus years, maybe special teamer, developmental guys. The next DeMonte KZ. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, whether they're 220 or 190 or somewhere in between. I do think you could add a safety in this class and really round that room out. Yeah, I think, you know, if to me, I want that guy to be slot capable. Um, you, know, yeah. uh, you know, I'd like him to be able to drop down there and play in the slot. But if he could play, you know, deep middle as well, uh, you know, single high, that's okay. I like that too. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's just where the game's going. And, and there's several guys in those middle rounds that I like uh, that, that you mentioned, you know, starting maybe late round two, into round four that, that there's some guys there that, that, that can do those kind of things. Um, the interesting thing for, for me is people, it would be Jordan battle, Jair Brown, Sydney Brown, um, Jartavis Martin, maybe Jamie Robinson, jail Skinner. You know I mean? I think there's a lot of them in that neighborhood that'll be attractive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I also wonder if, if perhaps, much like the the Patrick Peterson signing, they're looking at, at maybe killing two birds with one stone here and saying, "Hey, Keanu Neal's played linebacker too in his career." Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he, is he going to line up in your three four defense and play linebacker? Probably not. But you know, if you have an injury or something, he can get you in and out of a game doing that. Um, you know, there's there's a lot that you can do with him. There's some position flexibility there. Correct me if I'm wrong. Marcus Allen was listed as a linebacker too. After yeah, when they initially drafted him, he was a safety, and then they shifted him over to the linebacker room. 
I just think he's a much better version of that. You know, what you yeah. wanted out of Allen, you know, or I'm not picking on Marcus Allen, but down the stretch there, I kind of thought he was the 53rd guy. Like if I have I mean, one two, guy, two years ago, he was actually playing in their defense. Right. Right. You I mean, know, last was year was not, that, that was not the case. Right. So, and, and Keon O'Neill's or, you know, Neil's not going to be your 53rd guy. You know, he's going to be your 42nd guy or whatever. Well, even if he is, your, if he's your 53rd guy, you got a pretty oh, good roster. Your 52 are pretty good then. Right. <laughs> but, exactly. And, no, and so that's what they've, that's really what they've been doing here, Matt. You know, with guys exactly. signing guys, guys signing guys like the Raven Clark or Braden Fajeco, they aren't going to move the needle. No. Until December when somebody is hurt and all of a sudden you have to put that guy in the game and you're not turning it over to a rookie. You're turning it over to somebody who's got starts under their belt. Yeah. Or maybe the rookie goes past him, but they, maybe they don't, you know, like you're not right. just banking on a rookie, you know, I mean, you hate to say it, but KZ or Minka or anybody, I mean, they get hurt in camp and all of a sudden it's like, boy, good thing we have Keanu Neal or, you know, yeah, right. I mean, no doubt. It doesn't all fall happen. apart. Right, that to right. me, like you know, it, when I look at, and I'm just going to use this as an example right now, when I look at the roster of the Steelers versus, say, the roster of the Browns, mm-hmm. where the Browns have some name guys at, at positions, they don't have any depth. Right. Like, I was about to say, you kind of beat me to the punch, that my hunch is when camp breaks, the Steelers' bottom 10 guys will be better than they have been in recent years. But to your point was even better is – They'll be a lot better than the Browns' bottom ten guys. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, seventeen game schedule. Injuries are going to happen. Injuries are going to happen. Right, right. And then you infuse it with a, a group of draft picks. You know, so the roster's taking shape, and you can very much see the plan. Yeah, I, I definitely think. And again, this is part of the value of having a, a quarterback on his rookie deal. You're not spending twenty five to thirty five to forty five million on your quarterback room, so you can mm-hmm. afford to bring in veteran guys who you know maybe they cost you 1.5 million as opposed to a rookie who's going to cost you you know 700,000 but you can afford to do this and have those veteran guys at those spots um because you you're not paying the quarterback and you're not signing these guys long-term deals so you know you can always continue to 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 try to outdraft them yeah there's a bunch of birds in the hands here you know like Kind of like you said, because of the the not huge quarterback deal, instead of going into the draft going, we kind of have to use a third or fourth round pick on a safety, and they're going to be our third guy. And hopefully that we don't get to that, or maybe we hit a home run. Where this one, it's like, we would like to use a third or fourth round pick on a safety and develop them, because that room's not super young at this moment. And we can bring them along as slow as we want. But if there's a tackle there that we just can't pass up we're gonna take that guy you know yeah yeah it's very much man i was thinking about this on on the drive home from the airport last night you know we talked about the houston texans two years ago Mm -hmm. where they just went out and signed a bunch of low-level free agents they knew they were that team knew they weren't going to be good right right right. but they were more competitive two years ago than anybody thought they would be because they had a bunch of guys on their roster who were NFL players, maybe not stars, but they were right, NFL right. players. Yeah. And they're cheap contracts and they were a lot of one-year deals. And I, you're not comparing the Steelers situation to the Texans. I mean, they no, no, I think that obviously the Steelers have stars. Yes, exactly. At some positions. But I thought the logic of the Texans, I think that's a good way of looking at it was we're really bad. We have a bad culture. You know, we have uh 
revolving doors at the head coaching spots. People want out of here. We got to change our culture. And so we're going to bring in a ton of guys that are not on their last legs, but are NFL players that can't afford to put it in neutral, you know, that have to play hard, that are competing for spots. We're creating a lot of competition here. We're, you know, the fourth quarter games, we're not going to be hanging our hats and not, not playing hard, you know, yeah, like, running or, you know, running 14, you know, 12 rookies out there and right. They, they don't, don't know, know what they're what doing. They, <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. And these guys have a lot to play for and know what it takes. You know, as coach says, they've been in NFL stadiums, you know? Yeah. I think there's something to that. Um, with Faheko, I know people are going to look at this and go, well, he hasn't played very much. And, and, uh, you know, I say, I think he's competition for Montrevious Adams, first of all. That's um, what I, the more I think about it, is that a two dogs, one bone situation? To a certain degree, because I don't know that the Steelers at this point carry two nose tackle types on their roster. Especially because neither one of them is going to the Pro Bowl anytime soon or right. going to get your five sacks in a year. Yeah, you got to have one. You got to have one. You know, when for when you play Cleveland or when you play who you know whoever. So you know this could be a situation where one of them gets on the active roster on opening day, the other one's going to the practice squad. Right, right, right. Because they mean, both have that eligibility, and you know Montrevious Adams will make some plays here and there, but I haven't seen any kind of consistency from him. No, I'm not saying, boy. Uh, it- you don't want him to be your only nose, that's for sure. Right, yeah. So, you're th- again, you're taking two bites out of the apple here with a mm-hmm. similar type player. Both of these guys yeah. were highly regarded high school guys going into college. Yeah, yeah, good point. But because of the position they play, you know, if you're a nose tackle, you're not you're, – he, he, there aren't many nose tackles out there who you look at and go, yeah, he's going to be on the field. Or this guy's a star. Right, 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 right. You know, he, he, these guys are pluggers. And they're getting phased out in the NFL, but they're really getting phased out at the college level too. You know, yeah. wide open. If you can't run under a five zero, I can't play defense for Texas Tech or whoever. So, no, I think you're right. I, I could see a scenario in camp where they're two of your best six or seven D linemen, and you keep them both. But I do think it's more fighting for a spot. And if you have Cam Ogan Joby. Say, you know, some highly drafted D tackle that's 300 pounds, not a 280 guy. The interior D line is going to be just fine. Right, right. And that to me, that's why Brisset is so attractive. Yeah, um, yeah. Because he's played the nose. Now, is he a traditional nose? No. Sure. sure. He, you could line up and put him at nose, um, you know, if when you're playing whoever, you know, yeah, in your base. Five snaps a game against anybody. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's if it's third and third and one or third and two, maybe you go back to your traditional nose type. Mm-hmm. But you may have four you may have four down linemen in the game too. And you're you're going to play that many in your goal line defense. Yeah, I mean they, they had that six man front against the Ravens, or even a seven man front at times too. You know, so no, I'm with you. I mean, I'm not discounting these two signings, and I I mean this as a compliment because you can't have everything. You can't have first round picks everywhere you can't have big money guys everywhere i think that they've realized that strong safety and nose are two positions where we're not gonna put a lot of money there you know we're gonna have guys that are serviceable that can have some versatility they're playing hard but they're not gonna draft Ika to go past them you know what i mean yeah 
And the thing is, because A, most of the time your strong safety is not going to take the ball away a lot. Right, right, right. Because he's in coverage. He's gets back to the quarterback. I mean, Edmonds played, is a perfect example. Played well, yeah. played a lot of snaps, but there wasn't a lot of splash there. Yeah. Um, and your nose tackle is not going to get you a lot of sacks. Right, 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 right. So you're not I mean, going to spend money on those positions. Exactly, exactly. It's all the league's all about big plays. It's all about explosion, and you're not going to get them from those guys, you know. And hey, if Casey Hampton walked in the door, you'd gladly take him and you'd play him more than you would Adams or one of these dudes. But you don't go actively using your resources on that when you could have Highsmith or you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's kind of the Jordan Davis argument from a year ago. Right, right. Is he going to be one of your top three, two? You know, he's probably not going to be one of your top two pass rushers. Is he going to even be in your top three pass rushers? And what's funny is I feel like I learned a lesson from that because I, like many others, were really enamored with him and thought, wow. And I know he's on the best D line in the league, but when playoff time came, playoff time rolled around, he was the Eagles' number five defensive tackle. I mean, right. They signed Joseph and Sue and those guys, and he'll be he'll be three this year or two this year. That's not worth a top twenty pick. No, absolutely not. I mean, we, I, we, right. this has been a chicken or the egg thing. Yeah, maybe in the last five or six years now, going back to when they were you know drafting Javon Hargrave. Remember, they got Javon Hargrave in the third round. Right, right, right. That's because you don't story. draft a guy like that, and, and Hargrave's a better pass rusher than most of these guys we're talking about. Um, but you I don't mean, even then. I mean, he had a yeah. million sacks then, and was you know right, right, right. Yeah. He's an explode off the ball guy. But you're just not going to spend a, a high draft pick or a lot of money on a guy who does nothing but stop the run. Right, right, one hundred percent. You got to take the ball away. Uh, you spend money on splash players, and with all respect to Edmonds and Neal and Fahoko and Adams, those guys aren't splash players. Yeah. No, yeah, Fahoko, if you saw, did, did you see the Brian Baldinger tape that he put out? No. It was a, it was a clip from December of last year, last season, um, where he put out a, a, some tape of Fahoko working. He said, talked about how, how much better the Chargers' run defense got when they inserted him into the starting lineup. Mm, I can see that. And showed some, you know, tape of him taking on blocks and moving, you know, does a nice job with, with staying on his feet and sliding, uh, you know, in the outside zone stretch stuff and things of that nature that, and then shedding and making a tackle. Uh, I think he's a guy that's gotten better as, you know, since he came, he came into the league as an undrafted guy again, which tells you that these, these guys, as was, you know, I think Montrevious Adams was a third round draft pick. But you just, I mean, that, yeah, that's just, yeah, I mean, that's the way this is. You're not going to spend premium picks on these guys. The third's pretty high, but the Steelers didn't mm-hmm. do it. But they signed Adams off the practice squad of the Saints. And Fajoko spent time on and off every year, all three of his seasons, previous years, he spent time on the Chargers practice squad. But then when it came to crunch time, they're putting him on the field. Yeah, right, right, they right. They couldn't stop the run. <laughs> So I think expectations, they would never admit this, is Fajoko's better than Adams. You know what I mean? I think that's what you want here. And you could live with either. I think both of them at this point are better than what Tyson Alualu was at the end there. And, you know, I think you've upgraded kind of two spots where, but you're not going all in on them. And I don't know if this is a coincidence or not, but they sure seem to be finding these fellas from the islands that bring a lot of 
passion and a lot of energy to the room too. You know, like yeah. there's going to be some fun stuff at camp with some of these fellas. <laughs> you, you do, I think enjoy interviewing some of these guys. Yeah. As, well, as I understand it, uh, Isaac Samalu is not much of a talker. Right. But I think Herbig is. Herbig is. I, I spoke yeah. to uh, Samalu's father, who's the coach at the San Jose State, defensive line coach. And he's like, yeah, Isaac's not much of a talker. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I get that. Uh, looks like Fajoko has a great, uh, a, a great so, uh, persona yeah. as well. If you've seen the videos of him doing the Majorque dance and right, right, that's how know. I was going with this. Was yeah, yeah. like they know how to have fun and bring some energy to the room and you know camp when the do the dog days or week twelve when everyone's kind of dragging a little bit after a two game losing streak. You know, maybe perk yeah. things up a little. You know. Yeah, he was actually a star. I think of the uh, when when they had the the uh, hard knocks. Oh, uh, really? With the Chargers okay. a few years ago, he was one of the one of the featured players. I remember that. that. Now I think about it, I wouldn't yeah. have put two together on that either. But yeah, exactly. No, but he'll so, be he'll have some fun times. But again, upgrading your depth, and then you you know you draft again. They got three premium draft picks here this year. Four if you count pick eighty, and in this draft, I think you definitely do. Uh, you got you got a chance to draft at least four starters, or you hope that you hope to get more than that. But if you get three premium players that you add to this group, that you, you you've built the base with some of right. these signings that you made, now you get guys who maybe they maybe you overdraft some of these positions, you or you outdraft some of the positions that you've added to, or maybe mm -hmm. you just go into this and say, hey, we can just take the best player regardless of position. So about a week ago or less, I guess, I mean, my every day is the same since well, the jet lag and all these things. But I, I remember saying things along the lines of now that you signed Gentry and Clark on offense, you can really go out there with that team. I mean, you could line up and play yeah. on offense. I think these two might do the same for you on defense now. Sure, you'd love an outside corner. You know, I mean, there's things you'd like, but I think you have a competitive defense now that is about to get a youth movement, you know? Yeah. I think the one spot that you could still add on defense is outside linebacker, a yeah. third. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and they brought Bud Dupree in on Thursday. Uh, he gave him the physical, make sure he's, you know, healthy, and they'll stay in touch. Uh, right, you know, right. that, that signing could happen here at any point. Um, you know, there's no real rush on that. I, I think Bud would like to return. Maybe he, you know, said, hey, I want to see if there's something out there in terms of starting possibilities. I'm sure uh, if that doesn't, yeah, you're free, you know. Yeah, right. That's that's the whole thing, and and so, you know, you you lay that out there for him. You know, maybe two weeks from now, he's comfortable doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, no, right. I, right now, I he's going. I, I just want to see if you know somebody else has a job for me as a starter. Maybe you're maybe you approach that after the draft. If you don't take one in the draft, you just say, okay, bud, we we could use you here. Yeah. Well, if it gets to that point, then I think you better add one. At this point, yeah. you have a little more leverage. Um, that's You're right. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's the one thing I would love to see, but or not. I mean, it could be Justin Houston. It could be a, a numerous uh, a, a amount of names. But that's the one signing I would like to see happen pre-draft to really set you up to now the team's basically complete that you could play the Ravens with that defense with Bud Dupree. You know what I mean? Tomorrow. Yeah, right. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. Uh, you're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break, um, come back with uh, segment two. But, uh, Matt, did you know that you can listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere through your smart speaker? Just say, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio from my heart, 
and Alexa will take care of the rest. We'll be back with segment two right after this. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 